Well, that's great. Scott, act, Scott, are you asleep? Scott, I am asleep. <laughs> Scott fell asleep. <laughs> Real life put Scott to sleep. publish this book sure but only if i can play with both of your balls at the same time it's so so stupid why would you publish this book the end yay now scroll down and look at the other children's book i'm not sure we should do that i mean what is wrong with the world where they would actually publish a book like this jeff Jeff, is this book published? I'm not exactly. I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase. I'm not exactly sure. Is this book published in a venue or via a media that is actually? It is actually a book that's something that we would look at and say, okay, this is legit, or is it just someone putting this out there and saying this is published because I put it on YouTube? Wait, look, who, who's, who's the author of the book? It's Darcy Brown. Oh, wait a second. I'm not exactly sure if... Something Brothers, isn't it? Okay, that's the person who posted it. Yeah, now look at the book itself. You'll read the front page. I don't know. I'm going to throw up because I'm in the back, and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm looking you need to be at, in the front. at stuff, and I'm not good. Oh, so don't look at stuff. So i got to stop looking at Should stuff. Should we start podcasting? I thought we were. Kick it well, off. Kick I'm, it out. I'm, I'm re- fairly certain we were. I'm recording I everything. know you. Let's I, do it. When I say I know you, I know you. <laughs> Wait, you he's know me? Been, he's practically been inside of you. Okay. Uh, I would say metaphorically, yes. Practically? Are we recording? Yes. Practically, virtually been inside Literally, of you. no. Hey, guys. Welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. Oh, thanks, Chef, so much for having us. Would you shut the front door? It's the road trip edition. Yes. Again. We Bam, are, it's been a year almost. We are on our... Really? Mammoth. That was... He- oh, my that gosh. Was, well, it was this year, right? but... I mean, well, we're talking about 10 Feb- months here. February. So, February. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe, like, six months. What? Seven? Seven months. If you take February, that's the second month. If anyway, you take this month, that's the 10th month. We're actually in the city of Coachella, California, middle of the desert, a little past... No, are we, are we past Palm Springs? Or are yeah. we headed... We are past Palm Springs. So we're really in the middle of Nowheresville in Southern California, where just kind of random palm tree gardens are living. They live here. Yeah, I'm not yeah. exactly sure who's pumping in water for that. It's nice that uh, the palm tree gardens have a place where people let them live. Yeah, and they, they don't judge them. Too often they're not able to live in certain places. And right. you have two male palm trees living next to each other, and people really just don't bother them at all. There is a little racism towards palm trees. Oh, definitely. Their greenness. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Their yeah. palm fronds. The uh, cisgendered palm trees have a problem with people that are non-cisgendered, so... Yeah, and it's it's a fluid situation. Um, what do you mean by fluid? Uh, it could change at any, any time, really. How does it change? I do yes. change. I change. I change a lot, yes. You don't change in your beliefs, though. Um, well, what beliefs are you talking oh, about? Oh, Scott never changes. Your boxy beliefs. What what boxy beliefs would you be re- referring to? Boxy beliefs. Guys, they're playing at the Roxy next weekend. We should go see boxy beliefs. Boxy beliefs. That's a new... Uh, 
Hetero band. And that's our intro. Yeah, it's twenty dollars for that night. You can get two in for forty. It's gonna be a fantastic night. It's a two drink minimum. So good luck with that. Boxy briefs, it's amazing. Scott, back to you. I would like to thank you again, Jeff, for introducing the Boxy Briefs group into this group. And I hope that we have a a just a smooth transition into the tranny. Uh, position that we are going to go into. I'm sorry, can you delete what you just said? <laughs> Would you retract? Tranny sort for transition, that's all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> Alright guys, so. Plan words, I guess. I was. Were so, you? I was. You don't have to lean and back then, and look that's at That's great, us. Zach. And then I did. And after that, <laughs> you did more. I, I went, ho- Hopefully. I went. You went all the way. So at church, a couple of weeks ago, we, uh, I'm, I'm loading my gear back into the car. I occasionally play worship at the church, drums, sometimes guitar. Bragger. I'm loading Amazing. my, I'm loading my stuff back into the car, and a guy comes up to me, that I had met once before. No name shall be mentioned, but he he kind of reintroduced himself to me. Nice, a little small talk. It's awesome. And he closes, I say, well, have a good Sunday. And he says, thanks, you too, I'll be praying for you. Oh, interesting. And this is somebody that I'm really just kind of getting to know and meeting. How dare you, Jeff? It's my wife. Don't answer it. Go ahead, answer it. Don't answer it. Put her on speaker. Don't answer it. Hello. Hi. Hi. How'd it go? Good. Uh, Juliana and I are going to go grab Sandy. They're both starving. Yes. I'm going to turn her right now. Good. You're on the podcast. You're on the podcast. I'm on the podcast right now. You are. Hey. I have I have the mic to the microphone. Hey, Jeff, what's your wife's name? Don't say anything that I'm not supposed to say. Wait, what? Don't say anything that I shouldn't say. No, say whatever just you say want. what you honestly want to say. <laughs> Hi, Tanya. Oh, Tanya, that's her name. Dave, hey. Zach, and Scott, Scooter Holbert, say hello. Hey. Hello. Hey, Hi. hello, Tanya. Hey, Tanya, have you cleaned hey, up? Have you cleaned up from the birth yet? No, I haven't. No one's had a baby yet. Uh, oh. We, well, I just want you to know we just prayed that one of your mothers would have a baby today. Prematurely. That no, was not prematurely. <laughs> 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 They're both past, way past the days, so hopefully somebody. All right, so the kids are being the yep, they're with Grandma. Okay. And when, so, obviously, no one has a date, and I'm going to sit at home all alone. We could have had a date night. Well, I'll tell Dave to drive faster. Yeah. Where are you guys? We're in the middle of nowhere, uh, Coachella. And, uh, is it like 105? It's 100 degrees straight up. It's 95 right now here in... Well, I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah. He likes it hot. I know we could have had a date night, but we still will have a date night. Well, oh, yeah. I'll be getting calls any minute to go And I that pray that you, Yeah, I pray that you will. It will happen, and uh, you have fun. Tanya, are you ready for what's going to happen tonight? Can I what? Are you ready for what's going to happen tonight? Oh, why? What's going to happen tonight? 
I have no idea. I don't even want to think about it, but I just hope you're ready. <laughs> oh, man. Scott's 12. I've prepared something. That's <laughs> <laughs> a move. Yeah, right. I just want pasta, syrup, and margaritas, and a massage. I will do that. Dave, drive faster, gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you. I love you more. All right, get ready. Did you have fun with whatever you were doing? Wait, what? Did you have fun with whatever you were doing with the ladies? <laughs> yes. We are all BFFs now for life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What happened for $150? <laughs> okay. Wait, okay? Yeah, okay. That's the end? That's it. I ask you what, what happened with $150, and you say okay? I can't tell you, so I'll have to kill you. Right, just be patient. Okay, I'm going to be patient. I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said, be patient. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, Jeff, you know what's going to happen. I'm excited for you. I, I hope you don't overthink it. I hope you just go straight in and okay, I'm get, sorry. The, get the job there's done. A, and, there's and a really little bit of a problem here. It's 2 o'clock. We're headed in the opposite direction of my home, our home, and we're not, and we expect a five-hour drive back. It's not going to, no, no. It's, it's so three, there's three no date night tonight. No. It's, it's three hours. No, it's not. No date night whatsoever. No, well, not with your wife. No, I really hope she has we, a birthday. We'll to be do. all the date you need. That's great. No three hours when you're pulling a 40-foot trailer. Dave, you're gonna have to. You get. You need a bigger. You need more horsepower. Some. You need a bigger bus. We are on this trip to help our friend Dave the Czar Ritchie pick up a trailer and haul it back. It's uh, two and a half, three hours out, and then pulling the trailer back. It's uh, four to five hours. Hence yeah. all the road noise. Yeah, Dave. Dave, how do you feel about? really hindering Jeff's ability to, I don't know. Know his wife. Know his wife tonight. Who's Noah? Exactly. He's not going to know. Jeff's not going to know tonight who Noah is. Uh, I think Jeff can uh, know his wife. That's fine. I know my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Jeff? I'm just fine. <laughs> he's, he's so sad that we're not going to make it back in time for... Like, dang it. For, my, time? for my wife to be like, so no date, tonight, date night tonight. I'm, I'm sorry, like, did you say dentate? <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google that. Okay, so we left off where our friend said, I'll be praying for you, Zach. Yes. After we met him. Yes, when so you were at church. You tell me, guys... I am such a narcissist. The first thought that came to my mind is he's listening to our podcast. Mm. He's listening to our podcast. He knows my struggles. He knows some of the things I'm churning through mentally, and he's going to pray for me. He didn't mention once why he said that. I think he was probably just being kind and nice. But is that weird? Okay, first, do you think it was just church speak, or do you think there was something genuine there? Yeah, what would you prefer, actually? No. Do you think it was church speaker? Given that he came up to me as I was loading gear into my truck. He sought you out. He sought me out. He pulled a Jeff Pearson. Oh, uh, for the listener, a lot of listeners you. know. Some, if you're just joining us, don't. Jeff, when he's at church, 
will creep on people. Basically, okay, creep meaning a good thing. If you're looking at Jeff and you don't know him, you're thinking he is staring deeply at that person, but nobody's saying anything. It's because Jeff is gearing up to go to town. And by and go to yeah. town, I mean to go meet somebody new. Yeah, I don't think creep ever, ever means a good thing. Yeah, I don't creep on people. I just go and connect. Oh, a contradiction. You guys disagree. He doesn't creep. He connects. So so this person came this and person connected came with up, you. Connected. He sought me out, said, I'll pray for you. And why does that feel weird to me? Um, I don't doubt him at all. Okay. It's me. It's you. You're... You are insecure? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm. you tell me. I thought he was listening to the podcast. Is that narcissistic? I, I, yes. Like, the only reason he would come up to me is because he recognizes me from the podcast. Is basically, uh, that's well, basically. Well, that's what you're, yeah, that's what you're thinking. It's probably, it, it might not necessarily be the case where um, a Range Rover, that's my dream car, supercharged, it's only about 95 100 grand. Okay, a little sidetracked here. Yeah, so I, he might not be seeking you out only because you're on the podcast, but because you're playing the drums or whatever instrument you're playing. There's a lot of them. Oh, I'm sure you, yeah, I mean, you're it, just, you're it all could all be that. It could it, be a different instrument. You're all over your instrument. Yeah, I, I get it. Maybe uh, he just sees the darkness in me. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, he just he just wants to be involved. He wants to get plugged in. Um so it's not ne- it's not necessarily something he's heard on the podcast, uh, but e- the idea that you would associate it potentially with that might be more important. Uh, so take him out of the picture. I have an inflated sense of our podcast reach, is what you're saying. <laughs> not only that, but you have, <laughs> but but that the things that you have said on the podcast, you think. You at least have the idea that people would uh, be interested in uh, in what you have said, and interested in a kind of like. Did you really say that, or did you really yeah, mean okay, that? Okay, wait a or second. Did you share anything with him that he'd be like, oh, "I'm gonna, I'll pray for you." Nope. So he just randomly, "I'll pray for you." Now, yeah. do you think that was just church talk? Um, well, you already asked that. And, and you I, didn't really answer I cu- it. I cut Jeff off there. I'm I sorry. said, I don't think so, given that he sought me out. Okay. I mean, he was leaving. He didn't. He was leaving, too, and then he came over to me. He, he happened to not just see that video. Was that the same day of the video? Which video? Of uh, the uh, recap of the year. You know, with, with, where you put up the signs about Oh. Oh. Maybe. Maybe, but for this purposes, we'll just say no. Because I have to explain that now, and I don't want to explain it. Even though it might bring out the complete context of the entire yeah. story. Well, okay, so this we'll just was just meant as an intro <laughs> to just deser- determine whether or not I'm a narcissist about our podcast, which is clearly true. I think you're deep into the podcast. I think. And you're of course, why wouldn't he be listening to the podcast? Everybody's I don't listening. Know. Yeah, everybody's listening. Right. And they care what I think. They care what Zach thinks. In fact, they're changing their entire lifestyles based off what you think. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, I heard you started a church service at a public school, and you're going to be fired. Not going to be fired. 
So you did start church service at your public school. Yeah, you didn't I, deny that. I don't know what it's called, but it's good. That's all I can say is it's good. It's good stuff going on. All right. That's great to hear that you're doing good stuff. Shut Actually, up, Scott. Real quick, you know what? Hey, guys, we got a couple new reviews to read. Oh, okay, Can cool. I read those real quick? Yeah, just make it quick. Make it quick. Okay, listener number 14, five stars by Fun Bob. I can't read that. Longtime listener, first time commenter, Science Mike, episode 32, continues the home run podcasting. Yeah. Amen, Zach. What? Yeah, feed Zach's ego. I had a faith. Wait, read it slower. Feed Zach's ego. I had a faith and a personal relationship with the Bible as opposed to a living Christ. Minute 28 to 32 should be the heart of every Christian community. Four minutes. No one should ever miss. That's high praise. Ever. Well, thank you, Fun Bob 5623 we appreciate your comments. Shut the front door, Scott. All right. I'll, uh, so this is from Electron Translator. Listen to the last two episodes first, and he gives a four-star rating, which I probably don't agree with. Um, I love it. Yeah. He says, this podcast has figured out how to shift from dick jokes. I think he's saying dick jokes because it's dick. It could be duck jokes. It could be duck jokes. Um to the deepest topics on the fly. So we shift from jokes about docs, docs to be deck jokes. Could be decks. the deepest joke, the deepest topics on the fly, which we do. We we transition very quickly and I think it's just a part of our overall intelligence that we bring to the world. Yeah, actually and Jeff's going to debut a new uh, duck joke at the end of the show, so oh, stay tuned. My yeah. brain's exploding and so oh, yeah, big. he's he's so in it. So in it. What am I in it? Yeah. What am I in? So what Electron in, Translator Scott? goes on by saying, I've been surprised by the sincerity, reality, and unfiltered honesty. Life is messy and uh, and chaotic, but these guys embrace uh, these guys embrace it and courageously <laughs> approach the areas we tend to shy away from. Oh, I'm approaching the area right now. You, you were you were on it. Oh good night. The guest, you're, now you're on my belly. At least hit my nipple. Um, the <laughs> Electron Translator goes on to say, the guests are genuine, and it's refreshing to hear them share so openly. Glad to add this to my subscribe list. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Electron Translator. We appreciate you. We'll try, to, we'll try to dial it back on the probably the length of the, the dick du- jokes. The duck jokes? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quack, quack. We'll make them shorter. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll I mean, the deck, the deck jokes. Yeah, they they won't be as as hard to uh, comprehend uh, as before. So we'll soften up the delivery. Make yeah, them, yeah, yeah. We'll make it more more palatable. Will you ease into it? Uh, yeah, yeah. What was that? I said, will you ease into it? Yeah, we'll ease into those types of jokes. Um, but just for brevity's sake, and I, I just want to say. We don't intend to, but 
I mean, they're there. I mean, you can't you can't ignore it they're when there. it's in there. Sometimes they come out of Scott's mouth, so yeah. that's all we can. But but once once it's once it's in there in, in the podcast, you, you can't ignore it. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right, thank you, Mr. Translator, and again, uh, give that us was a, horrible. <laughs> give us a, give us a rating and a review, and we will read it and we will butcher it, but we'll read it and we'll read it hard. All right, Jeff. Jeff started church at a public school. Explain yourself. Yes, I, I started... Okay, I didn't start church in my public school classroom. That's overstating. But it, it has... It, it is a picture of what church looks like. And, and so a week ago... And so I'm a sixth grade public school teacher. And I have a terrible class. Terribly behaved... They treat me like I'm nothing, I'm dirt. And I could say, hey, let's sit down, let's get to work. And they would just kind of glance at me and then do whatever the heck they wanted to. And these are 11 and 12-year-olds, some 10-year-olds. And and they have been trained in just, I don't really care. So, you know, hey, teacher, do whatever you want. We're not going to follow along. So I... Uh, I went to some Bible study with some guys the night before uh, my church started at school, and I had some people, I just randomly, these people spoke, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know the stories of my kids. Like, they're horrible, but why? What makes them tick? And Wait, the kids are horrible. The kids are horrible. And they're so hor- you weren't... Okay. I, mean, I was... They really are. They're, it's terrible. They're, they're, they just are disrespectful. And it's frustrating and it's annoying and I can't get much done in regards to what I need to get done. And so I, I realized that, you know what? God is telling me to go in and connect with my students and ask them, like, what's their story? And so we do usually do a journal in the morning. So I ask my students, hey, why don't you write about your life? And they're like, my life, I play video games all day long. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I mean, like, the real stuff. Like, who listens to you? Who hears you? Who who do you talk to? I mean, what's going on in life? And they are like, that's pretty deep, Mr. Pearson. We're just You have kids. a shirt on at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I have a shirt on. <laughs> Where are you going with that? I dress appropriately in my classroom at work. Yes. And so they start they start asking questions and I'm like, "Okay, they don't understand what I'm talking about." And so I'm like, "Wow, this is it. My parents got divorced when I was between 5th and 6th grade." And I started sharing this with my students. And for the first time, I had these kids who really thought they had the keys to the kingdom just melt in front of me they became little kids and they realized that someone actually cared and was willing to share real life with them and so they shared and well so they responded so they did respond i asked them so do you understand and i i didn't even need to say that it was the first time during the year that i didn't need to say that they were kids who had never written or writing pages about their life and and then after about 20 minutes they say can we share like you shared 
um, you know, how you were talking about your life and when you were a kid. And I'm like, yeah, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen. I go, I guess if you want to share, put your name on the board. There was 18 kids that put their name on the board out of a class of 32. And what happened over the next hour and 15 minutes was heartbreaking. I mean, it was courageous and miraculous and also heartbreaking. I stood in the back of my classroom and just held back tears. I do want to challenge the use of your word miraculous, but carry on. Yeah. <laughs> did, it, did any of them say dick jokes? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So then they're more mature than us. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes. In the context of a public just school yes classroom. Just yes or no, Jeff. Um, you know what? I would need to know more. I want to become Scott Holbert right now and just be like, well, if you could define that a little more. But, but no, you, want no, no, to, no. you want me to anyway, define a dick joke? No, <laughs> no. Anyway, we so we go through the next hour and 15 minutes, kids sharing just heartbreak, what it's like at home. Kids should not have to endure what's happening in their homes and how they're growing up. It's a vicious cycle. And honestly, the... Ultimately, the parents are doing the best they can, but it's it's horrible. It's it's just horrible. And but the fact that the kids had the so in general, is it like low lower income you situation? Know what? Like what? Why is yeah. it in general horrible? Uh, it's horrible in that there's physical things that are happening, and there's things that kids shouldn't see, and and things happening to them that shouldn't happen. And things that you have a responsibility to, to step in on. Yeah. And I, I've, I've started to have conversations with a few of the kids. Like, wow. I need to know specifically, you know, could you tell me what's specifically going on? And, and we're kind of getting to a point where I'm like, I have a responsibility as a, as a, as a teacher um, within a public entity to to say and report something and and so it's because they they're in what they're saying is is trauma and and they make excuses for their parents well they have their job is really tough i'm like oh my god you're 11 years old 11 year olds don't make excuses for their parents for why they beat them and and so and so you have to sift through what I mean, you're obligated to, to start the process of investigating that and passing it off to Child Protective Services, I'm right. guessing. Right. And potentially break apart a family when you don't know everything. Right. You're not privy to all of the information. Right. That's heavy. It's very heavy. <laughs> and I'm probably when this... If this if this podcast gets released, it'll probably be coming out right at the time when I'm having conferences with all of my families. And that will almost be a, uh, a church prayer session in itself because I know now where more than half of my families are coming from. And and it's it's not the best of times. And so I I'm kind of faced with it's it's not a catch 22 for me cuz i'm obligated um but i'm very close to knowing that there's there's something happening in several of my kids um homes that are not good because not only do they have that trauma but if kids families break apart there's the trauma of of separation and divorce and 
kids being pulled away from other siblings and there's so much going on that's a it's just a train wreck it's heartbreaking so um what's amazing though and miraculous you said you questioned me on that word i'm like i can't believe i'm just hearing kids just share this stuff yeah you're culting i mean where how many public schools have that situation probably zero (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it's remarkable. It's a testament to you, kind sir, and your connecting ability. The same things that make you seem like a creep when you're staring people at church uh, are the things that make you able to open, to get your kids to open up and, you know, without you actually saying things like, Jesus, Right. Savior, right. say these words. <laughs> Repeat after me. I see that hand. <laughs> Without saying that, you are getting the kids to a point where they are sharing. And getting shit like that in the open is a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. I had one of the kids who just shared a horrible story, just ongoing horrible story. And I've started digging to more of that this past week. Um is she stood in front of the class and said i i'm just thankful that i have i have a i finally have a place to share and people that would listen to me and i'm sitting there going oh my gosh i don't think she makes it to high school i if she doesn't get to share this story because she just feels like she's not heard she doesn't exist there's no value in her life and and so I've been able to kind of talk with her um, once or twice and just say, how, how are things going? And, and are things okay? I mean, do you feel safe at home? And, and she, she tells me, um, you know, in so many words, uh, it's okay. But if I'm not talking and I'm not, sh- and I'm not sharing in class just in regular discussions, you'll know where I'm at. I'm like... My goodness, an 11-year-old that can clarify so easily in I'm going through pain or I'm not going through pain, and I want you to know this yeah. is when I'm not going through pain or this is when I'm going through pain, and please step in the gap in the void and help because that's what that is. So it's uh, it's been an amazing um, time the past week. I even had a boy come up to me and tell me about how his parents just divorced and siblings got separated. And he said, could we pray for the families in oh, class? Man. I'm like, oh my gosh. Inside you're like, yes. Yeah. I just want to be well, like, he, let's he take a moment. The Sorry. I just wanted to get into a circle and just be like, let's pray for families. And while I'm praying, I'm like, Hey, you can, you can ask anybody you want in class. Go for it. I, and I didn't say, like, I can't take part. I was just, I mean, I was taking part, but not verbally. Just it's beyond my scope as a public school teacher. Because you'll get one kid that goes home and, yeah. and spills the beans, and then it's game over for church at school. Right. And you're fired, and you're forced to uh, go full-time with this podcast and actually try. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to lie. That sounds like I would like that. Yeah, I bet. But it totally sucks that... I, I shared this with several other people, and one guy's like, isn't that horrible? It's horrible that you got to be thinking in the back of my mind when kids are being real and trying to find healing hope and some footing in this world. 
and, and you're you're there. You're the one who's going to try and fill the void or just be there for them for that moment that you're thinking in the back of my mind, am I going to get fired? Is this wrong? Is this like we're dealing with life, everything that people deflect away that's real and would be healthy is just it's just it's people don't want to go there. And I'm like, I'm stepping into this. God's called me to this I don't, wherever I am, whether it's church or home or at a friend's place or just walking on the sidewalk or in my classroom, I'm stepping into it and I'm not going to step away from it. I won't cross the line of, you know, the church and state, whatever the heck that even means. I don't think anybody can define it, but I'm stepping into this. Yeah, there's this. nobody actually. No, I don't actually, think I there think is. it's undefinable. It, it, Dave, it is. Dave the Czar, can you define that? No. See? There it is. All right. <laughs> Well, this it sounds like this is going to be an ongoing saga that we'll check in with you, and we'll get further reports from you uh, from the field, Jeff. Absolutely. From your school. And it is really cool that you, you're subversively in the system, and you are kind of the hands and feet of Jesus without actually using church terms in the school, and kids are responding. I'm excited. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I I said, uh, I told somebody, and I just posted this phrase. I'm like, it was the to hear those stories from those kids, it was the best day of my career, bar none. It was amazing and emotional and fantastic. Well, that's great. Scott, I, Scott, are you asleep? Scott, I am asleep. <laughs> Scott fell asleep. <laughs> Real life put Scott to sleep. Driving yeah. Scott's cube. Wait a second. Segway. <laughs> Scott's imagining his future wife. He's imagining his future wife yeah, right Jeff, now. Jeff, you're my future wife. She's talking. Nope. And I just fell asleep while, while you were talking. It's going to make you feel good, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's pouring his heart out. Just bearing his soul, just sharing his walk with you, Scott. You know You're what? asleep. I'm not sharing with Scott. Scott does not validate who I am. Good thing. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, Scott did have something for us tonight. S- Scott's today. a closet alcoholic. I mean, a, 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 a Ford cabin alcoholic. He's in the four ca- Wait, is this the back cabin? Are we in the back cabin here? F F two fifty. Roma's in the trunk. They don't have trunks in four trucks. I'm not sure what you're saying. No, you do know what I'm saying. Um, F two fifty. F two fifty. Roma's in the trunk. Like Scott's, rusty. Scott's trying to think of a duck joke. Yeah. Yeah. Or a deck joke. A deck joke. Sorry. Duck. You know, this deck's for you. So Scott. Scott, something happened this uh, last week. By the time this gets out, it might be a couple weeks old, but quite the kerfuffle Okay. in Christendom. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you heard of a, of a man whose name rhymes with Schmandy Schmanley? I, I could probably put that together, yeah. Probably. Yeah, so tell us about Andy Stanley. Oh. Andy Stanley is the son of Charles Stanley, who is a popular... Bible preacher. There has recently there has been a, uh, a yeah a kerfuffle about what he has said in his recent church services about uh, the Bible and who he's trying to reach out to. 
Um, he's doing a six-part series on on uh, should we or or how should we view the Bible and and should we say, you know, the Bible tells me so or or what what we're saying? Do we get that from the Bible? So real quick, Andy Stanley, uh, according to the Book of Knowledge, uh, Charles Andrew Andy Stanley is the senior pastor of North Point Community Church, Buckhead Church, Browns Bridge Church, Gwinnett Church, Woodstock City Church, and Decatur City Church. That's a lot of churches to be the uh, yeah I th- head pastor I th- of. I think those total up to twenty or 30,000 people and somewhere in that number. And, and re- some of our, our remote sites... He is um, the husband to Sandra Stanley. He's 58 years old. He, I'm not going to lie. He looks good for 58. Oh, good for him. What do you think, Jeff? I don't know. I'm urinating. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Are we? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to this next topic, and we're on this long road trip, and Jeff... Uh, Jeff, as the senior in our group, is experiencing wait prostate saying, issues. Wait a second, you're not getting that. <laughs> 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 he just drank his urine. Oh, well, in some cultures, that's okay. Anyway, back to Andy Stanley and his wife. So, yeah, the kerfuffle was probably a couple weeks ago. And uh, his first sermon uh, in the series that he he said was going to take about six weeks. Scott, in general, I think what people are freaking out about or questioning was Andy basically saying the, the idea of the Bible said it so it's true. So basically anything in the Bible or the Bible being inerrant and perfect being true, if that's a barrier to entry to people, to, to becoming Christians or to getting to Christ, is throwing that idea out like, listen, you don't need to hold to that. You don't need to hold to some sort of doctrine of inerrancy. You don't need to worry about what the Bible says. Just focus on the resurrection. Is that a problem? For you personally, what do you think about that, Scott? <laughs> yeah the the way in it, the way that is presented, uh, I I do think it's a problem in that Stanley himself states that he's trying to reach people who are the nuns or people who at one time believed in the Bible, um, but they for whatever reason lost faith. Um. He goes on to say that you, you, you don't believe something because the Bible tells you so. You believe it as in the resurrection. You believe in the resurrection because the eyewitness statements themselves, the, the, the uh, reliability of those eyewitnesses testify to the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. I, I think there, there is a... An issue with that, not not only from a, a, a authoritative uh, biblical sense, but but from just a kind of a logical sense, where if he's concerned that people are going to 
uh, have issue with the Bible itself. There are critics of the Bible. So if you make if you make a truth claim from the Bible and they say, well, not everything in the Bible is true. Okay, so they're, they're a critic of the Bible. But, it, it, but if the alternative is your statement about or Anley Stanley's statement about the eyewitness testimony to the resurrection, uh, why wouldn't the critic who has, who has criticized the Bible, why wouldn't they just criticize Anley Stanley's statement about the eyewitnesses to the resurrection? So it, it, it just seems that it doesn't really put Andy Stanley's statements in a, in a, a better light because it's, it's the Bible statements about the resurrection versus Anley Stanley's statements about the resurrection. So it just, it just doesn't seem to be any much different than... So true or false, you can't, you can't become a Christian unless you sign uh, a statement of belief saying you, you believe the Bible is inerrant. No, that that's not a fair question. That that that's not what is it's at not? issue here. No, no. That I think that, that I think that, that is not what it's at. That's not the question. I think that's the heart of what he's. He might have probably not explained it as well Cor- as he wanted to. I agree. I agree. If if that's what he meant to say, he did not explain it well. Okay, I agree with you on that. Let's pretend that he means don't. He he means hey, all you youngins, all you uh, you millennials, all you nuns. Looking for a home, there's this Jesus guy that rose from the dead. Come and um, follow, follow me. I'm following him. Let's follow Jesus together. Don't worry about all that crazy stuff in the Bible. Uh, we can deal with that later. Just, just come to Jesus first. Is I'm that sorry, a problem? Who? Come to who? Jesus. Who's that? Uh, who, who is he to you? I would say he's the Jesus from the Bible. Okay. So assuming that's true, do you have a problem with that statement? Yes. So you you would agree that you got to come to some re, uh, belief in the Bible. No, it's, belief that the Bible's it, it's, inerrant. It's, it's it's not whether or not the Bible's inerrant. It's it's Andy Stanley's statement because he's trying to separate the two ideas. He's trying. No, to, I'm asking about you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so what so what do you say? Do you disagree with the statement that somebody says, "Hey, you"? you I want you to become a Christian, but you got to believe all the Bible and everything it affirms inherently. And you say, I, and the other person says, "Well, I can't do that. I'm okay with Jesus, but I can't get with all that Bible stuff." What uh, would Scott Holbert say? Yeah. Uh, well, first, I wouldn't. I would not approach someone and say you have to believe in the Bible and everything that it affirms. Okay, that's good. That's I, an answer. I don't. I don't. I, I really hope there aren't many people who actually do that. You have to believe that everything, like the Song of Solomon, touching, you know, uh, enjoying your wife's breasts. I will. That you have to affirm that Wait, to, to believe, well, yours or anyone's Lisa's. breasts. I, Le- tassels. I ta- tassels? Yeah. Yeah. That um, you, have to, you, have to, you have to affirm the genealogy that's listed in Matthew 1 uh, to, to believe in Jesus. I, I don't I don't does anyone actually say stuff like that? That's interesting you say that because yes, I actually have a quote right here. That's actually not true. I don't have a quote. But <laughs> does it yeah, does does anyone fun- actually say you have to affirm everything in the Bible to believe in Jesus? So and that's part of the problem well, that people okay. have with Anley Stanley. Let's have, is a conver- that- let's have a conversation though. Oh okay. are, are you filibustering me? 
I'm trying. Or can to. I can I come back? No, well, you can after I'm done. Okay. So I, I believe that's that, that's part of the problem that people have with Andy Stanley is that some of the statements he makes seem to be seem to be straw men, straw men arguments where, where he's he's saying things like, do people actually do people actually think bottles. that? Look what's in those water bottles. It's urine. It's urine in those water bottles. It's truck drivers. We pulled over so Jeff could unload the rest of his small bladder. Yeah, but but part of part of Andy Stanley's presentation was him quoting his daughter, um, and where his daughter well, says, well, "Hold on, you're, go ahead. You're, you're saying a lot, so I okay. I, I just want to engage a little bit. Part of what you just said about the reaction to Andy Stanley, I think, reveals a little bit of the culture of borderline biblical idolatry in that somebody somebody says, listen, you don't have to believe everything's in the Bible. It's about Jesus and the resurrection. And people lose their shit. People like Albert Moeller and I, What did I, Albert Moeller say? Um well he I don't have the quote in front of me, but Albert Moeller was not happy. There's plenty in conservative evangelicalism that are not happy with Andy Stanley. And I think Andy Stanley has come back and said, "Listen, I think the Bible is inerrant." But he didn't. He he did not make anything near a statement in his presentation that would suggest that he he made statements that are actually the opposite right. that would diminish the authority in the Bible. Right. So that, I think that's the that's the problem. So no, I know. But even even if he did, so I actually disagree. I wish he would say, "Listen, the Bible isn't inerrant." I wish okay. I wish he would say what I think. If if I was a betting man, I think internally he probably does not think the Bible is is inerrant. So um, then he's a liar. And actually, if you look at the the statement of inerrancy, the Chicago statement of inerrancy, it basically, without admitting it, admits it's iner- inerrant um, by saying that nobody has the original copies that were inerrant, and nobody has them. Uh, for all intents and purposes, nobody will have them. Therefore, the Bible we have today is not inerrant. But you, what? Uh, but, but, but beside the point, I oh, wish. Oh, okay. Yeah, just throw it out. Keep going. Okay, go ahead. I, I wish Andy Stanley would would uh, would just cop to that instead of backtracking a little bit, because people are trying to defend the Bible so much that I think that we're doing what Andy Stanley is trying to prevent is having these in-house arguments over biblical authority. Meanwhile, people that may or may not be down with Jesus get lost in the shuffle or get lost in all that noise. Are we missing the point? So an argument about biblical authority, do you think that's important? Uh, no, it's secondary. It's, it's you, very... It's secondary to what? To uh, loving people. How do, how do you... Why do you think you should love someone? Why do you think you should love someone, Scott? Well, I would say, because the Bible tells me so. Okay. And you got that. Why do you think you should love someone? Because I would I would say it's because the authority of the Bible tells me that I should love someone. Right. Why so, do you think you should love so someone? You're the, the one that said it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even say that you should love anyone. Well, it's obvious you don't think we should love each other. <laughs> that's clear. <laughs> you think we should all be pitched into a black dark hole? Yeah. Wait, black and dark. It's a hole. <laughs> And it's dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's black. Welcome back, Jeff. How was your urination? You know, this idea of Thanks loving... Thanks a lot, Jeff. Back to Zach. No. Here we go. The idea of loving 
Like this goes back to my kids, and they had this. A, they had a substitute teacher last week, and the actually earlier this week, and the teacher called them losers because she could not put up with their shenanigans. And I'm like, yeah, I I totally get her being frustrated, but to call a bunch of 11 year olds losers and to just say you'll never amount she's her words amount to anything in junior high and high school and and I'm like I asked my kids because they were just ravenous and crushing hold on and they and I asked them uh, about we had talked about the word grace and I'm like dude would you like a second chance and like oh yeah I'd love second chances I even like a third chance I'm like all right can we give, could you give this, this person, this adult that came in and had a bad moment, could you give that person a second chance? And probably about 75% of them are like, no, she's just bad. But I'm thinking the love in that, I'm like, when I, I try to get them to think about, just think about the idea of a second chance, of what grace is, of what Jesus brought, of like, okay, I'll pick you up again. You screwed up, I'll pick you up again. And I'm like, can we just be that person for everybody in the world where we just pick people up again, even if it's coming at us, and we pick them up again and say, hey, I know you're having a tough time. I'm with you. And they're like, why would you even act nice to me? You like, And I'm like, I love you. That's what Jesus is. And I guess that's my view of Jesus. Well, and, and Jeff, that, I think that that is a great message, and I, I completely affirm that. Shh, the, uh, no, I, I, I don't really? know. That, I don't know that if it's. I don't know that it's necessarily relevant to what we are talking about here. Somehow What's love? Somehow Scott avoided using but. He yeah, agreed without he using but. We were waiting for the buts. I'm trying not to use that word. I like it. I like it. It's a soft but. So it sounds like Scott did sort of agree with the statement that you don't. You don't need a specific belief in what the Bible is to uh, to get to the cross. No, wh- where where does that where does that idea come from? I, I, I that's that's where I think part of the problem so is as well is that? that is that people are projecting ideas that they have or negative ideas that they have. They're projecting it on the rest of Christendom when that's not that's not even really how Christendom thinks. So well, no. do, do you do you need the Bible for what the, for someone to be saved? Not necessarily. No. Oh no! Okay. No one That's no great. one thinks that though. I mean, who no, thinks they that? They do. I Man. would say King James only is people. No, they do. Think that you need to quote the King James Bible to people I for them to be saved. Okay, I agree. But they're off in the Scott, fringe. Scott, you're totally filibustering right they're now. They're all the King James people are off in the let's, fringe. Let's just have a conversation. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, okay, go go for it. These are these are your breaks, Scott. Okay, keep, yeah, sure. Uh, keep, it's like he's like pumping the brakes a little keep bit. Keep presenting. Keep presenting or arguments that don't actually represent anything Andy Stanley is anyone Andy Stanley is talking to. So I, I think I think Andy Stanley is speaking towards this the the religious or speaking against the religious spirit. And there's a reason why people are for, it's caused a kerfuffle. There's a reason people see it as shenanigans. There's a reason that people in Christendom see it as dare I say tomfoolery is that exact religious spirit of a faith in the Bible that they they would never say when the rubber hits the road the Albert Mullers would say it's faith in Jesus alone 
Um, I'm good for now. I'll have one in a minute. Um, they, they would they would affirm that. I agree with you. Most people in word would, would affirm what you're saying, that it's all about Jesus. It's all about the cross first. It's not about exactly having a correct interpretation of Scripture. However, I think practically, why do people freak out when a leader like Andy Stanley says that's secondary let's focus on getting people to Christ basically is is what he well, what he's getting and at. I, I think I think the issue is that anytime you diminish or undermine the authority of scripture you are jeopardizing the very foundation that you are trying to affirm do you think Andy I almost said Scott <laughs> do you think Andy Scott is Stanley. doing that um well, I think he did do it. He only, it seemed, I, I, I don't want to say backpedal, but he only referred to any part of, of his uh, speech that would affirm the Bible or the authority of the Bible came afterwards, after there, were, there was criticism, and he came back and said, no, I affirm the inerrancy of the Bible. Okay, well, the, your whole your whole sermon series, you're undermining the authority of the Bible. That's the issue that people have. Right. So but, he, but if you would without just without really addressing what his his point is. It, no, no. So what no, is? No, he, he his point is based on the premises that lead into his point. One uh, of the premises no. that lead into his point was, you don't believe something because the Bible tells you so. And then he went on to undermine the authority of the Bible. That was part of, that, that, that's what built up and led into his point. And that's what people have a problem with. Whether his, his main point is he wants to reach the lost. And everyone agrees with that. All, all of the dissenters. I'm not Albert, sure about that, actually. Al, no, Albert Moeller, uh, uh, Michael Brown, James White, they all agreed that, that reaching the lost is, is, is the goal of everyone. Yes. But the way he's trying to do it actually cuts the rug from underneath the foundation that he is he, he wants to hold to believe that Jesus Where? is the Son of God, that Jesus rose from the dead, I, which which is testified to in Scripture. So if he wants to say that you don't believe something because it's written in Scripture... So let me ask you this, I, I Scott. I probably agree Scott, with that. Let me but, ask you this. Can I believe in Jesus and his resurrection because of what the Bible says and and also personal experience and still think that the Bible is not the complete authority for my life? Not not the complete authority for your so life. So what if I say, I don't think the Bible has authority over my life, but yes, I believe what the Bible says about Jesus, and I believe that he rose from the dead, and I believe Jesus is reconciling all things to himself. You, but you, yes, you, I don't. Him. But no, I don't believe in biblical authority. You'd, ha you'd have to explain what what that means. Do Do you think that that uh, we're uh, parts that talk about be holy because your Lord in heaven is holy, or do you think that that parts that talk about the authority of the of church eldership, or do you think the the parts that talk about uh, I don't know about all that stuff, and I don't care about all that stuff. All, oh, I, all, okay. all I care about is is this guy Jesus and how he uh, he gave himself up for people. Yeah, and, so, and I, and I want to follow that example. Can I can I hold to that while still uh, disregarding the authority of Scripture? So okay, so you're you're are you saying that authority does only refers to post conversion, or does authority refer to the no no the you're conversion? I'm just state. asking you a question. Can I can I believe in Jesus? 
Okay, so, but without, we, without affirming you, the inerrancy of Scripture. It sounds like you're trying to dichotomize authority I'm just between, looking for an answer from Scott Holbert. I know, I know, but but you're saying, can Scott, I... Scott, I'm not debating you. I'm just trying to... I'm having a conversation... It, so, it sounds like you are, because for now, the now, you're, people. now you're not even letting me talk. Well, I'm just returning the favor, okay? That's what the Bible says, an eye for an eye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I believe in Jesus, Scott, without without believing in the Bible, without believing in the authority of Scripture? Can't so, so authority. So say, I'll, go, I'll, laugh, I'll go ahead. I laugh at inerrancy. <laughs> oh, inerrancy so, are you are you are you equating? So, you're equating authority with inerrancy. Um, just in general, I'm not. I don't know anything. Remember, I'm just random guy. Right. So, so I'm trying to respond. So. Authority only refers to the post-conversion state because you're saying, can I believe in Jesus? No, I don't know any of that. I just want... I oh, well, want that's you, what I'm asking. I want you to lead me to Christ, Scott. Okay, so... No, you you are already claiming that you are in Christ. So, but No, I'm not. I'm a random guy. Oh, you're a random guy. I'm a random guy yeah. that wants to believe in Jesus. Treat him wants, like a random guy. Wants to follow Jesus, but I don't like the Bible. I don't like all that what, dirty what, stuff yeah, in the Bible. What don't you like about the Bible? Uh, just in general, just... In, in general, this idea of the biblical inerrancy and the Chicago statement of doctrine of inerrancy, and also, um, do you believe that you're a sinner? The authority. Wow, he's really into the. Do, do you, he's really into the Bible, though. Do you <laughs> think that you do not know anything about <laughs> yeah, the Bible? Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, do you think that you are a a sinner? Do you think that that you are separated from God because of the things that you have done against no, God? I just like I like uh, the idea that Jesus forgave uh, his enemies. For, forgave the, his enemies of what? Even to the bitter end. Forgave his enemies of what? Um, for stringing him up on the cross. For why why is that bad? For killing him. Why is that? Why is that wrong? Well, it seems like if people were to kill each other, then uh, that wouldn't be good. For who? Why, for why pe- is that? For why the is people that, bad? that were dying? Why is keep? Why is killing people good or bad? All right, I'm out of here. This is boring. Sorry. Never mind. I, I'm going to turn say to that, Satan. That yeah, that you are. Everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and everyone needs a savior, and that's why Jesus that's came right. to I'm die for us. I'm not going to accept Jesus. Forget it, buddy. Yeah, sorry. So, if you're going to separate the authority of the Bible from the salvation that's offered in the Bible, is 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 the Bible statements about salvation, about Jesus dying for your sins, about your forgiveness, about your being counted as righteous, is that authoritative and are you trying to separate that authority from the post-conversion authority that would suggest that you should be holy in your post-conversion state i think you're missing the point please enlighten me i've i've been trying to would you agree that the barrier to entry should not be some sort of doctrine of the bible that everybody signs up for so what so so what you tell them stop I'm asking you, Scott Holbert. Scott SJ6F5 Holbert, which is a really weird middle name. I'm not going to lie. Can you come to Christ? You don't need... The barrier to entry is not a proper understanding of biblical authority. That's not the question at stake here. That's the question I just asked. Okay. So can you come... Okay. Please ask it again. (laughs) So you're not listening to me. No, I am. I I am listening, but please, please ask it again. Because it just, it just didn't seem that it's relating to the Andy Stanley question. Okay, forget 
Andy Stanley. Okay, so we, and we are now my, moving on. Question. I was supposed no, to have recognized that initially. We need to move on. We can just be around the campfire the talking about ballpark. everything. I'm not trying to win, Scott. I'm just trying to get but, an but answer I, from you. But that, that would assume that I am trying to win. I please, think you please are. go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. So so because I disagree no, no, with you, no, no, let's not get I'm trying to win. No. But if you disagree no. with me, you're not trying to win. Okay, I, I get it now. I get it. Go ahead. Okay, the fact is you're standing in defense of what you feel is biblical truth, and Zach is standing in a place which is of, in your, is your as far as you're concerned, is a very gray area where Picture it's relative. Picture the person that Andy Stanley is trying to reach. In, in, in for me, yeah. Zach Zach is the guy that Andy Stanley is trying to reach. Does that guy have to come up? Have to agree with some form of biblical authority to come to Jesus? And no. the answer is no. No one is saying that. But I th- it no sounds, one is saying that. Why are but you it's angry, like, Scott? It's, okay, Scott. Why are you so hot? <laughs> Scott, why are you so hot? No, Scott. Was, I'm not hot. Just, let's just throw. Let's throw I'm, not hot, hot, bro. I'm upset because I think my wife up. is hot at home, and I'm on let's, a road to Nowheresville yeah. and back with guys who okay. are talking about this. Jeff, take your pants off. Okay. Okay. No. That right. No one, no one is saying that, and that's not even no, the, that's no, not the, that's not the disagreement. That's not the disagreement that people have Scott, with Andy Stanley. When, when, when the yeah, but when the argument comes up, hey, do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He died for you on the cross. And you're like, it seems like you're stepping in at a moment right before that, and be like, well, hold on, I'm gonna try one more time. I see your sign that says Jesus above your head. I'm interested. I'm interested in signing up for that. I'm going to sign up for Jesus, Scott, but I don't want to sign any sign up for anything regarding biblical authority or uh, biblical inerrancy. Is that okay? To, as I'm a starting with, point. And I'm with you. Um, my name is Tim, and we're, I'm with you, Scott. We're yeah. just approaching this guy. Are you a gym teacher? No, Tim, not oh. Jim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to sign up for Jesus? Oh, okay, yeah. Let's sign up for Jesus. Dude, sweet. Oh. Man, do you know? That's so you know, refreshing, like, yeah. Scott. You answered it. Especially when that's not even the argument that's being presented. To enter into this is awesome. When when no one has presented the argument, you got to believe in the whole Bible to believe in Jesus. No one has presented that argument well, except then, for Andy Stanley wait, as what? a straw man. Wait, what's going on here? Well, I think there's a. Re- I think Andy Stanley. That's his point: is the bi- lowering the barrier to entry, which freaks yeah. Christians out. No, 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 no. You don't. Okay. He has not only lowered the barrier. He has. He has. St- made positive statements against the Bible. Good. Yes. If that lowers the barrier to no, entry no, and no, brings no, no, people, no, more people no. to the cross, no, that's not. Good. No, no, no. Thank God for yes. grace. No. No. Mercy. That's not. That's not the issue that people are having with them. So basically, just the thrust of biblical inerrancy and needing needing to sign off on that or hold to that before Christ, I think, is what I think was Andy's point. Possibly. And if that is his point, and I'm gonna. I'm going to just go on that. I have zero problems with that, personally. I think yeah. biblical inerrancy is something that cannot... It's a its a silly, silly distraction that prevents people from getting to the crux of meeting with people and, lo- and loving people. You only get that after he was criticized, though. That, that's the only time you get that distinction from Stanley is after he was criticized. You don't get that from his initial sermons. Okay. Uh, that's the issue. So in general, then, you agree with Andy Stanley? No. No. I, I think that the authority of the Bible is it should, should be emphasized. Is ahead of Christ. 
you, how do you, okay, who's Christ? So, and, that, and that's part of the issue is, right. so who, I, is who is Christ? Is, how do you know about Christ? So Christ didn't exist you, if the Bible doesn't say No, 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 no. So that, that's, that's the, what his point that's is. That's the straw man. No, that, that's the straw man. So I had, so I had a So why does it make it angry? I had a, I'm sorry. Why does it make you angry? What, who said I'm angry? You're I mean, angry. I'm not angry. I had a conversation with my aunt and my and my sister. I said, I believe that Jesus is your Savior, that God sent him to die for your sins. Their response was, why do you believe that? And I said, well, it's, it's written in the Bible. They said, oh, so you believe the Bible? And I said, no, I, I, I believe God. And they said, well, but the only way you know that is because it's written in the Bible. I said, well, yes, that's the only way I know that, but I don't believe it because it's in the Bible. I believe it because it happened. If Andy Stanley wants to say that it's not because the Bible tells me so, it's because the authority of the eyewitnesses, which is what I think Andy Stanley said, why isn't the skeptical person who is not willing to accept or thinks that there are issues with the Bible, why isn't their first question, the skeptical person, why isn't it their first question to Andy Stanley, well, why do you think I w- those eyewitnesses, why, why should you trust them? Because it's now it's Andy Stanley's word that they are supposed to trust as opposed to what's it, what the witness statements are in the Bible. How, how, do you, how do you get around it? And I think that's what people's objections have been with Andy Stanley's statements. So then Andy wouldn't go to the Bible? I, I have course, no idea. Of course he would. I have he, no, he I have no idea. He preaches from the Bible every, every week. I, okay. So, he, so he's going to appeal to the Bible. It's a, it's a recogni- that's not authoritative. It's a recognition. No, he's not saying that. I think that's where people are jumping the gun is that... It's the order of things. It's Every, not, everyone it, agrees. No, every everyone agrees that. Then why are you Jesus, angry? No, because I I think that that I'm not. First of all, I'm not angry. It sure sounds like it. Well, well whatever. It, it's it's not that people. No, no one says. Or sh- please show me someone who says that Jesus rose from the dead because the Bible says Jesus rose from the dead. I'm sorry. If Every, this was, everyone if this agrees. Was a Fox, CNBC interview. Zach, you're doing such a good job. Why are you so angry? No, I'm getting butchered <laughs> because they, people only pay attention to the people that are that are uh, no, aggressive. The, the New Testament doesn't come before that the events. No one the, says okay. that. Then it shouldn't be an issue. So who's making an issue? Andy Stanley made it an issue first. He brought it up. He's the one that made that positive so, Scott, statement. The order: a real life ri- Jesus risen from the dead, ahead of uh, the Bible being. Authoritative okay. in now, now, when you say the Bible, what do you mean by the Bible? The, whatever the Bible that we have right now. Why, why is that relevant? So, your, are you going to separate the, the New Testament the, from the Old is, Testament? This is what's fascinating to me. Are you going to separate the New Testament from so the Old Scott, Testament? This is this is Do what's the fa- New Testament. New Scott, Testament people it's not have really angry. Scott. It's more combative. Does it's the very New Testament, combative. Do the New Testament people have the Old Testament? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I tried. I tried. I think Scott basically agrees. He just just wants to make sure that the Bible. Uh, it gets defended properly, and Feel I applaud him for that. Yeah, yeah. Neuter, neuter me in this. This is this Did is. A, I? So to answer your question, yes, Jesus comes before Scripture, and Jesus exists outside of Scripture. G- Jesus, for real? Okay, okay, so so I take offense to that as well. 
Why wouldn't no, I think? You, Je- what do you believe? Why Scott? wouldn't I think Jesus no, exists I outside of Scripture? Why is it hard that's for re- you to say what you believe? No, no, no. I, I'm taking offense to your state to your question. No, but as what if, if I say no? I say no offense taken. It'd be like if it'd be like it'd be like it'd be like okay, never mind then. It'd be like if my wife was leaving. She's like, uh, the kids are here. Okay, make sure you take care of the kids. Is that what you're saying? I'd be like, of course. On their f- well, no, on their because she, she has reason to believe. Why do you, you even say that? No, she has reason to believe that you wouldn't take care of the Shut kids. Shut up, Scott. I proved my point. I guess I'm sympathetic to Annie Stanley. I think biblical authority and errancy. What? Oh, vote Trump. Vote Trump. Hey, Jeff. Did you pay for put that sign up? No, but well, I'm I sure guess it costs probably seventy-five dollars. <laughs> So, yeah, Zach, and we're, we're probably agreeing, but I think you're making assumptions that <laughs> I, I just don't... It doesn't feel I don't like think it. are valid. <laughs> no. I, I don't think are valid. If, if me trying to... That's apparent. ...to uh, 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 argue for the authority of the Bible somehow puts Jesus ahead of... Or puts the Bible ahead of Jesus, I, I don't know where that would come from. I think this conversation is a perfect example of... Uh, the in-house stuff that can bleed out into culture and distract away from the uh, central message of uh, love and forgiveness and reconciliation. And I think that's a danger. And I think it's what Andy was trying to communicate is we can deal with what the Bible is or isn't later. Here's this guy, Jesus. Here's what he did for my life. Come and follow him with me, which I'm thinking is his general point. Jeff... Bring us home. Jesus That's is, incorrect, is the Jeff. way, the truth, and the life. How do you know that? Because I experienced it. My life changed. My life is a testimony to what Jesus did. You laugh because you're stuck in the Bible and not in the life that <laughs> Jesus brought to us. And it makes me sad. Certainly not frustrated, but I can tell you're frustrated because you're still trying to break through and accept what God has delivered to us. Put your hands on him, Jeff. <laughs> Wait, are you talking to me, Jeff? That I have not accepted something? Go ahead. Uh, no, that's just your... No, you, that's, that's what you said. That's what you said. So, Jeff, yes or no, I have not accepted the work, the salvific work of Jesus in my life. Yes or no? No. <laughs> interesting. All right. All right, so that two. Yeah, that's when so, yes or no questions get interesting. Scott, if people wanted to say, affirm your position or maybe push back on your position whatever that position might be where would they do that they can email me at scott at bros bibles beer.com is that correct yes but more importantly they can talk to god about it at bros bibles beer on twitter Yes. And at bros bibles beer on facebook and at bbbpod.com and uh, through the rating and reviewing on iTunes. Yes. And they could possibly be a guest on our show if they just send us an email asking about it. We'll set up a time, and uh, we can Skype them in. Scott will have a series of questions to, that you have to answer properly. Yes, and I'll get all uppity about the get, questions that you ask super me. super uppity. Because, obviously, I care about the Bible enough that I just really want to yell at people. You know, honestly, Scott, it, it just sounds like you have a higher view of Scripture than me. I, I It just sounds like you take the Bible more seriously than me. Wait. What? That's what you say. That's what I just said. <laughs> Actually. That's what I just said about you. 
Scott's working on listening to people. He, he's, well, okay. <laughs> he did. He didn't. He did. No, he didn't. I have to listen to that. So well, then I'm didn't a, listen to it the first time. So then so I'm yeah, offended. I'm offended by that statement. I think you should be offended at how often you're offended at something somebody didn't say. I thought you said you did say it. Dave, are we in Arizona yet? This is ridiculous. I got to pee. I'm 52. I'm a gym teacher. Gym teacher. I'm a gym teacher. Thank you.